up, everybody? This is Izzy on the Built-In Buffalo Network. This is the Red Zone Report. Thank you very much, everybody, for tuning into my show. This is my debut as a solo live stream. So I appreciate everybody who's on here and showing me the love. Uh, right now, I got Jake Jordan in my comments. Thank you, Jake. I uh, hope to be working with you again soon. And uh, yeah, we have some things to talk about, right? The offseason has gone and it is crazy. We have let some players go. We have signed some players. We have signed at least one superstar. I got some stuff on my mic here. Let me, I don't know how I got there. Um, but yeah, no, we have a lot to do still in free agency. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine. He's part of the uh, Bills Mafia International uh, Facebook group I'm on. His name is Chris. And Chris told me he would be surprised. Uh, and what's up, FGH? Nick, my man Nick. Let's talk 716. Robbie, how you doing? John Herring. Let me, let me give a shout out to everybody. Breaking tables. My guys, how y'all doing? Scott Blakely. Kim Boomhauer. She's great. She's always on Twitter. She's always giving me uh, you know feedback and props. Love Kim. We got Miss T from NYAP in the 716, not your average podcast. Kenny Riggleman on Facebook. My boy Nick Blackman. Got your boy as a backup. That's my guy, Case Keenum. I told him and I told a bunch of other guys that I wanted Case Keenum. Uh, and we're going to get into all that. Uh, why do they call it free agency when it costs so money? I don't know, Lone Wolf, but the, you know what? I, I wish it was free because then we'd be a lot better for it. Um, but let's go ahead and get into it, right? You know, the, the, um, came as the man <laughs> all right jake uh let's get into it right free agency uh for a lot of teams went well and didn't go so well uh the cowboys didn't get anybody the patriots i think finally got somebody but i don't remember who it was so who cares um but the bills are really who we're concerned about here right we that, that's our team that's who we roll with that's our squad uh and i'm actually quite impressed with the haul they they were able to pull in uh today you know being that this is my first show i took notes i got on the internet and I took notes. I got all kinds of information from players that we have to the new players. Uh, Ty Montgomery is who, who the Patriots got. No one cares. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> he's a good pass catching back. Uh, he's, he's pretty much just replacing James White unless they retain, retain him too. So we'll see. Um, but, yeah, we got a bunch of players. We, uh, we let go of some guys. So the first thing we're going to talk about is – who we lost? What players did the Bills lose, right? And the big one that sticks out in everybody's mind is Levi Wallace. Uh, he's been our number two cornerback forever in a day. And Levi, you know, he showed out uh, on PFF. He's got a pretty good rating. Uh, the one knock on Levi is athleticism. He runs a 4 6 eight, 40, uh, And he's just not fast enough to stick with the guys like Tyreek Hill, which showed in a playoff game. Um there's not much else to say. Maybe they want to get, uh, you know, a little bit more speed at the second corner of the back spot. I'm not sure, but we lost Levi Wallace there, uh, and that is a loss. You know, especially since uh, Trey White is not really scheduled to get back to October, November because of the surgery. Uh, but I'm definitely hoping that, you know, he can come in whenever he, he does, and there'll be somebody else on the other side waiting to take place take their place as number two after being the number one for a little while. And, you know, I looked up a bunch of free agents for different positions that we really need, and I kind of ignored the ones that we don't really need, um, at least the ones I think that we need. 
Uh, my man Nick said the pass sign cornerback Terrence Mitchell. I'm not sure who that is. Uh, not off the top of my head. I'm sure if I saw a picture of him and knew what team he was came from, uh, I'd know. And then Kenny told me that uh, they re-signed James White. Mookie let us know that they definitely were ready for Levi to go. Okay. Uh, I think that Levi being ready to go or them being ready for Levi to go was mostly because of Dane Jackson. Dane Jackson held down a number two spot while Trey was injured. And Levi obviously held down a number one spot at corner. Uh, and if Trey comes back, you know, maybe they think that Dane can hold on that spot. But I don't think that Dane can hold on the number one spot while we wait for Trey White to come back. So I think that we're going to bring somebody in. But we lost Levi Wallace. Uh, we recently cut Star Lotelele. Uh, we've technically lost Ike Bodker and Rick Bates. Rick Bates is a restricted free agent. He, uh, We tendered him at the low tender. Uh, he can be signed by another team. But if they do sign him, we have the opportunity to match. Uh, and the Bills currently at this point in time have $2.1 million about, I rounded, uh, in cap space. So with all this being said, there's a lot to do because there's a lot. Uh, you think we're targeting CB around one? Side topic, F. Wallace. Okay. All right, Brian, I see you. Uh, Lewis running the Super Bowl as minimum. Yeah, Lewis, uh, I think it's a Super Bowl of bust year, but, you know, some people don't think that's fair. Uh, I'm not really, you know, worried about that. Uh, I think that that'll that, – that, 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 will answer itself when the time comes, if that makes sense. Um, but we recently cut Starlo Talele, but we also signed a couple of defensive tackles. And we're going to get into that into the next in the next uh, subject. But Ike Bodker and Rick Bates, or Ryan Bates, but he likes to be called Rick. I don't know what it is. Maybe he's a Rick and Morty fan, as am I, so let's go. Um, it'd be nice to get him back because when he came in at left guard this year, the Bills' offensive line took a step forward. Devin Singletary was able to find holes. Uh, he'd been on the roster for all year, and people were like, where's this guy been? Why haven't we been starting this guy? And for me, that is a question for Sean McDermott and for OG Bobby Johnson, who is no longer our O-line coach. He's now the O-line coach with the Giants. Um, he came here, I guess, with Brian Dable, and he left with him. So that's another loss. Um, but we were luckily able to retain Ken Dorsey as our offensive coordinator. Um, he was looking potentially to go to the Giants too, but I, may, there may be some differences in philosophy there. Maybe uh, he didn't want to go there because he wasn't going to be allowed to call plays, or maybe he was. Uh, maybe he didn't like the talent pool there. Maybe he thought that being the offensive coordinator for Josh Allen would be the fastest way for him to become a head coach himself. There's a lot of different things that you know could answer that, but we did lose OG Bobby Johnson. Um, and we also had Bobby Babbage Sr. Uh, retire. So there's a lot going on here uh my man nick says uh adding Shaq and markel lee by and cutting jay uh, aj klein we'll see how that plays out yeah there's you know when we had aj klein that's not a loss we had uh when we first got him he didn't fit the spot that he was in he was still kind of learning the spot uh this defense is similar to the one he ran in carolina because sean mcdermott was there but with the changing in offenses and the you know switch mostly to the four two five defense which is still a 4-3 base defense. Taron Johnson is pretty much just playing the other linebacker, which is usually either the strong side if they're running two wide receivers on the tight end side or he'll end up playing weak side if they're on the other side, at which point Edmonds technically is playing strong side. So our defense is complex in such a way, but uh, we'll see about A.J. Klein. Um, he got better as time went on, and when we lost uh, Tremaine Edmonds or Matt Milano for any time, he stepped in and it was almost seamless. I mean, there was some differences. Like he's not getting to passes like Milano and he's not 
quite the tackler Tremaine Edmonds is, but instinctively he was very good. And he actually tied the Bills to the lead in sacks in 2020. So that that is kind of a loss, you know, as a backup linebacker. You know, I do appreciate everything AJ Klein did being here with the Bills. But those are the three, or excuse me, the the three big losses is Starlo Talele, who a lot of people wanted out. I thought he was fine, but the money was just too crazy. Uh, then there was Levi Wallace, who was highly sought after last year and decided to stay with the Bills one more year at a very, very, very cut-back rate. Uh, we could have tendered him at $2 million, and then we decided not to, and he came back for less than that. I'll get to that, Dave. Don't worry. Uh, I got notes, bro. I got notes. <laughs> um, we did hire Aaron Cromer as the new O-line coach after OG Bobby Johnson left, and he's had, he's done a lot of good work with the Titans and the Rams, uh, and he was actually part of the reason why we ended up getting our new starting left guard, which we'll get to that. Love you too, Dave. It's my guy right there. So the three big losses, again, Levi Walls, Starlo Tulele, AJ Klein, and they were all kind of necessary losses. Now, the other two are still either free agents or restricted free agents in Rick Bates and Ike Bodker. I would like to have either one of them back. They both play fine in this offense. Um, the question is, are they going to fit with with uh, our new GM, or not GM, our new uh, O-line coach, Aaron Cromer? And maybe he's got somebody else out there in mind that the Bills should uh, target, and I'm hoping that they do. Uh, Jake Jordan says, don't understand that tender for Bates. With Saffold coming in, you'd think they'd want Bates to contend for right guard unless – it's Cody Ford time. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Technically, we've retained him, but he's still out there. Uh, I wish they would have. Re- I thought they were going to do it for like a second or first round pick tag, but they didn't. So with that being said, it's either going to be Cody Ford time if we don't end up retaining Bates. Uh, and that might not be a bad thing. And we'll get into that, too. All right. So. That's who we lost. Right. There's not a lot of discussion to go on in there. Most of them were necessary, and a couple of them were, you know, either just couldn't keep them or we're still trying to keep them. So let's go ahead and go on into who we signed. Now, um, Brandon Bean said before free agency that he would not, I repeat, he would not be making a big splash in free agency, right? And we're going to save the best for last because it's kind of the last one we signed, really. Um, I guess technically Shaq Lawson is still not under contract. Uh, I, I was looking at the Bills website and he wasn't on there yet. So I'm hoping uh, Feliciano was a loss and so was uh, Daryl Williams, but their money was kind of backloaded in their contract to where we could let him go for, you know, little to no loss. And he kind of underwhelmed last year. When we played the Titans. My man Nick asked this question. What about John Feliciano? When we played the Titans last year, uh, and we had, you know, that last 10 seconds or whatever it was, and we were on the goal line, and Josh was getting ready to run it in, which he does every time except that time. John Feliciano was the one who got blown up for uh, for the sack in the backfield. Uh, stuff like that's unacceptable, and that's why he lost his job, and that's why he, we ended up cutting him at the end. So I'd say he's a big loss, but he's not that big a loss. He, he didn't he didn't he ended up losing his job throughout the season and didn't get it back. Uh, his biggest contribution would have been as a backup center if Mitch Morse went down. Um, I do like Mongo's personality and I like his energy and I like his, his willingness to get in there, but technically and skill wise, he's not there and he gets overpowered a lot. When we played the chiefs in the playoffs two years ago, uh, he got manhandled by 95. It was, it was, it was ugly. Uh, 
man, Scott Blakely says Phillips was a big loss. Um, I think I think Harrison Phillips is a bigger loss in our hearts than he is on the field. I do think that Harrison Phillips is a you know is a guy that that we all wanted to keep. We thought that he had potential. We still think he has potential, and he went to the Vikings, and apparently they believe he does too with that three-year, $19.5 million deal. So we'll see. Um, here on the defensive line, though, or offensive line, excuse me, is Roger Saffold, who was coached under Aaron Cromer with the Rams, and that dude's a monster. I've got pictures of him on you know uh, Twitter where he's squatting 700 pounds, man's a monster. He is one hell of a road grader. He is a run-blocking machine, and he's pretty good, you know, pass-blocking too. So I actually really was excited for that one. It's a one-year deal, so we're probably drafting somebody, you know, and, you know, with the O-line the way it is, we we need to draft somebody. Um, but that was a big pickup for us, Roger Saffold. Uh Yes, Lone Wolf, uh, Feliciano re-signed last year, but it was kind of like a it was a three-year, $18 million deal. The first year was guaranteed. Everything after that was not. Same thing with um, Daryl Williams and his three-year, $27 million deal. It was like a one-year, you know, if we can afford you or if you play so good that we have to keep you, then we will. And that's why he's gone. Uh, he also signed a deal as a tackle, right? And then we moved him to the inside at guard. He was making tackle money playing guard, and we you can't have that on the books. It's just it's not efficient. And everybody knows that Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott are very, very efficient. So he's gone. They bring in Roger Saffold. He's making guard money to play guard, and that's really what it is. The one spot on the line that's questionable, because we have Deion Dawkins, then Roger Saffold, Mitch Morse, question mark, Spencer Brown. Uh, as of right now, the only uh, – dang, 700 pounds is almost four. Yep, yep. Uh, then did this team do enough to finally upgrade the pass rush? I uh, will get there. We'll get there because uh, I have some. I've, I've done some digging on Von Miller, and Bills fans may be surprised at what I'm going to say, and they also may be very excited by what I'm going to say. Um, but we picked up Roger Saffold, and then we went and got Daquan Jones and Tim Settle. Daquan Jones came to us from the Panthers. He played for the Titans most of his career. He was a one-year rental with the Panthers. Uh, they have a big rotation just like we do, and he is actually a true one technique. So he's here to replace Star Lotalele, right? Uh, Saffold owns a professional Call of Duty team. That's pretty dope. Uh, it's kind of like uh, our other guy who I think he had a Rocket League team. What was his name? Uh, the running back, we had like Antonio Williams. Uh, my man Mike Buell praying Buffalo stays healthy for the season. Uh, if you look at last season, we only lost Trey White for the year uh, at, in the playoffs. The only injury on the injury report was Trey White and technically wasn't on it because he was injured reserve. Uh, the Bills training staff and facilities are among the best in the NFL. I'd say the best, but they're definitely top five. And that might be why some of these older guys like Von Miller and Daquan, or not Daquan, uh, Von Miller and uh, Roger Saffold came to Buffalo. We have the facilities and the training staff to keep him healthy. That's a big deal to a lot of these players, especially the guys over 30. Uh, you know, they want to be maintained. And the coaching staff gives a lot of those guys what they call veteran rest days. Right. So when Kyle Williams was here, you, you hear on the uh, injury report, Kyle Williams is off today, just a, uh, you know, training day. Uh, I know we lost Zimmer, Autumn. I, I wouldn't call him a big loss, though. I, I did enjoy him. He was good for us, uh, but he was just a rotational guy. Um, I think you'll see a lot more of Daquan Jones than we did 
you know, Zimmer. And Zimmer's still out there, so we could still get him back. He's he's not really a loss just yet. Uh, but a lot of the other guys that I mentioned, they're either signed or they're, you know, in talks. But Daquan Jones, the true one technique, like I said, replacing Starlo to Lele. You, you get younger at the position, you get big. And he's actually from Western New York. He's from Johnson City. I remember wrestling in tournaments in in, uh, in Rochester where I was born and raised and went to Gates Chala High School. And I wrestled a kid from Johnson City. And I lost. But that is what it is. Uh, but, yeah, uh, he's from upstate New York, just like us. So, Daquan Jones, good one. Tim Settle. A lot of Redskins fans were upset. They were not, excuse me, uh, Commanders fans. They... Uh, they did not. They did not like losing him. The Commanders fans, they really got on their, you know, on, on their Twitter feeds and their Facebooks, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, how come we didn't keep this guy?" And then that rolls back to my guy Nick here, who says, "How do you feel about JD McKissick signing back then or signing, but then going back to Washington for the same damn deal?" So I was watching uh, the press conference, uh, the Brandon Bean's press conference, and he was quite upset because the terms were already agreed to, everything was already ready to go, and generally speaking, agents tell the new teams coming up that, hey, this deal is done, it's over, leave us alone. And Brandon Bean said that the commanders kept on and kept on, and that's generally speaking unethical. It's not illegal, but it's unethical for teams to do. So when they did that, they overstepped their bounds, and that agent – was was i guess kind of alienated in the process uh and it does affect the relations that we will end up having with the commanders going forward if they want to trade or do something like that uh the bills will probably be less likely to engage with them and if they have players out there who we want we'll probably go after them a little harder just to keep them away from them uh i don't see brennan being as that petty to do it just for that reason but if they're that good yeah uh breaking tables with a super chat thank you guys our o-line coach is arguably a head coach anywhere else bills adding that experience is pretty much every coaching position yeah aaron cromer's damn good coach uh he was here before uh he had some personal issues that cost him to uh, you know cause him to have to leave but he's a damn good coach and he's recovered since then i think it was 10 years ago 2012 um but yeah, I, I agree with you. Aaron Cromer is is going to be a, a real, real big process guy in this, you know, offense. Especially, you know, now that we are probably going to run the ball a little bit more. Thanks, guys. Uh, so Dequan Jones and Tim Settle. Tim Settle, he can play one or or uh, one or three technique. So it's nice to have him. That's kind of what Harrison did, you know, on downs where Ed wasn't going to be in the field. Running downs, generally speaking, you you know have star and him in there daquan jones replaced the star and then harrison phillips pretty much gets replaced by tim settle so uh, i do like that they went out and they they made a difference right then before i get into the marquee signing we signed oj howard tight end alabama who played for the buccaneers the last four years oj howard is is a beast he has not played that great in Tampa, and there's a couple of reasons. One, uh, he was a rookie his first couple of years, and as I always, always say, year three is, is 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 the year for tight ends to really emerge as themselves, right? That like Dawson Knox this year, everybody was 
you know, get rid of Dawson, drop so many balls. And I was like, dude, I'm telling you, look at Travis Kelsey, look at Kittle, look at all the big guys out there. Those guys really took off year three. And what happened with Dawson Knox? Year three, he took off. Now, Howard didn't get that opportunity because his year three, Brady came in. And when Brady came in, Gronk came in. And when Gronk came in, he took all those reps. Uh, O.J. Howard had some nice plays here and there, but Gronk was the tight end of that offense. Uh, there's no ifs, ands, or maybes about that. Gronk was the focal point at tight end. Uh, he comes to Buffalo, and he's not going to be the focal point here either, but the style of offense that I've seen our new offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, really be involved in was more double tight ends, and sometimes tight ends in the backfield, H-back style. Uh, I do like Howard if something happened to Knox. You know, and generally speaking, Josh Allen makes his receivers better. Been over this before. I'm not going to go over it again because I can tell you all the names and and how he did it. The only exception being Kelvin Biscuit Benjamin because that dude was a biscuit away from tight end. And then when he became a tight end in New York, he got caught stealing from the cafeteria and he's no longer a giant. So there's that. I like O.J. Howard. He's fast. He's strong. He's got good hands. Um, and I think he can flourish in this, in this offense. So I'm, I'm actually very happy about that signing. But that signing kind of took a back burner to the main one, which is Von freaking Miller. Von Miller came to Buffalo. He could have gone to Dallas. He could have gone to the Rams. He was flirting with the Broncos. Von, Von, Von Miller chose Buffalo on a six-year, $120 million deal. Uh, really, it's more like a three-year, $52 million deal. And then everything after that is, hey, if you're still good, sure. Otherwise, you know. Your guarantees are over, so that's it. So I do love the way they structured that deal. It's very similar to Chandler Jones's deal, but Chandler Jones doesn't have the three years after. It's just a three-year, $52 million deal. So, I, dude, Von Miller is a beast. But here's the thing. Von Miller is not a defensive end. Von Miller is a linebacker. He's been a 3-4 linebacker his whole career. Uh, he did play with his hand in dirt sometimes, uh, and including with the Rams. But on our roster, I'm going to share this with you guys. So you take a look. I'm going to share my screen. Chrome tab. Von Miller. Share. Von Miller is a linebacker on our, on our defense. He is a pass rusher and a linebacker in our 4-3 scheme or 4-2-5 scheme, whatever you want to call it. This year, you're probably going to see a lot more 4-3 than you have before because of Von Miller. It's going to be beautiful, I think. Um, what that kind of prompts me to believe is he will be taking a role that we've been missing since 2019, which is the Lorax role, the Lorenzo Alexander role, the spot on the defense where you're a linebacker, but you rush the passer. We're probably going to see some more 3-3-5. We're probably going to see some more 4-3 true. And maybe even a little bit of 3-4 mixed in there. I doubt that one. But the 3-3-5 is very, very, very possible because we did that a lot with Lorenzo Alexander. This could get interesting because if that's the case, we may still be in the market for another defensive end. And Shaq Lawson is technically not officially on a team yet. Uh, I think his physical is still pending, so we're waiting on that. But Von Miller is technically a, a linebacker. There we go. Miller's getting less than $6 million this year. Actually, yes, uh, I did look at that. He's he's making like $5.6 this year. 
Uh, and then a lot of it is in the next coming years because the Amazon, Disney, CBS, NBC, and uh, Fox money is kicking in with the new TV deal. So the cap's supposed to jump 30 to $40 million this coming year. Let's go. I can't wait. Uh, no, Nick, he was never a defensive end in Denver. He, he played three, four linebacker there. Uh, with the Rams this year, he dabbled with his hand in the dirt. And he wasn't bad, obviously, because, you know, he was a machine in the playoffs. But, yeah, it was it was damn, damn good to see us pick him up. But we all assumed he was going to be a hand-in-the-dirt defensive end. But in this defense, the Sean McDermott-Leslie Frazier defense, a few years ago, we had Lorenzo Alexander. And he led this team in sacks with 12 and a half sacks. Now, Lorenzo Alexander... Didn't have much of a career before coming to Buffalo. When Rex Ryan signed him and we went through training camp that year, uh, everybody was like, hey, who do you think is going to be your other linebacker? You know, you may, we need to sign one or something like that. And they're like, no, Zoe's the guy. That's Zoe. Zoe all the way. And Zoe went to the Pro Bowl. And Zoe racked up 12 and a half sacks in a year. And he was on our leadership committee, you know, for the team. He was a big part of why Tremaine was even able to grasp his role in this defense at all. Uh, Shaq in this defense is a defensive end. He played for his defense before he was in it. He was an end. He's not really a three, four edge rusher. And that's why he didn't work out in Miami or in uh, New York with the jets. He's, he's not that guy, but Miller's going to have versatility because Lorenzo Alexander played on the edge. Sometimes he played linebacker. Sometimes. He even played defensive tackle sometimes. Now you might not see that one with with Von Miller, but that's that's the big big ticket right there. And then we still have Ed Oliver, who is yet to sign his deal. And uh, Brandon Bean alluded that he's not going to really be looking to re-sign him until after the draft. You know, that's that's not going to be until after the draft. Uh, and speaking of the draft and the end of really the first wave of free agency, here is the next question: What do we need? What are our glaring holes on this team? Where are they and how can we fill them? And the draft is obviously one of them, but there's also free agents out there. There's a lot going on. So in this in this section, what, what do you people think we need? What, what do I buy Bills Mafia? And Nick is a Ravens fan. That's my guy right there. We, we talk football all the time. We have a different group chat. Uh, and then FGH is my dude, longtime friend of mine. Um, but yeah, okay. Autumn says cornerback, interior offensive line, wide receiver, running back. Okay. Uh, on my list for needs, I have cornerback guard slash center. Cause we don't have a backup center. None of the guys on this team, unless we retain Rick Bates can play center. Uh, Offensive tackle, because we only have three right now. Um, and I think we'll end up signing another one. We did draft two this year. One of them got, you know, plucked. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about Case Keenum. We, we also got Case Keenum in that trade. Uh, I love that because he's got experience with Tre uh, Davis. No, he's got Stefan Diggs. They went to the NFC Championship game together with the Vikings when they beat uh, the Saints in the Minneapolis Miracle. That was Case Keenum to Stephon Diggs. That year, Case Keenum had 25 touchdowns that year. He was efficient. He was effective. He was accurate. He was intelligent. He doesn't have all the physical skills of a Josh Allen, but he has the talent 
to carry this team a few games if we need him to. He's got the ability to do that. He is a very smart quarterback. So I like Keenum a lot. Uh, I actually wanted him. If you look at you know some of the comments, some of my guys might tell you, uh, Nick already said it before, but Case Keenum, not too shabby at all. Uh, and also, I have defensive end as a question mark need because we still technically have not signed Shaq Lawson. So technically, we only have three on a team, and it's still Boogie, Groot, and uh, Epinesa. So right now, we have three defensive ends. Oh, Mike Love, the practice squad guy. But maybe this is his year to make the team. I don't I don't know. We'll see. Uh, cornerback, guard, guard, wide receiver, linebacker. Running back is a sneaky one because this is um, – this is – let me go here, right here. Cornerback, cornerback, guard, guard, wide receiver, running back, linebacker. Uh, this is a sneaky one because running back is sneaky because this is Motors last year, right? And I don't see McDermott and Bean being the type of guys who are going to sign running backs to big deals. But the question is, what is Motors' value, right? Like, is he worth $5 million a year? I don't know, man. Like, it's that's tough. That's tough. But, uh... Uh, no, Ke- uh, Spin Keenum uh, actually restructured his deal. He's not getting that much. He's so it's a little over three million dollars now. But running back is a sneaky one. That that could be something we look at in the draft. Um, I like some of the free agents out there, and we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Uh, let's see. Against the FS, we just signed Marcus. Williams. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Marcus Williams. All right, Keenum over Trubisky. I think in. A backup role, yes. I think Trubisky's going to really need the reps because he only played really one year in college. Then he went to the Bears, and that was a shit show. Pardon the French. Parlez-vous français, right? Um, But I think as a backup quarterback, Keenum is better than Trubisky, but I think that Trubisky has more potential Um, as a starter, even though Keenum went to the NFC Championship game. Keenum's got more playoff wins than Kirk Cousins and Mitchell Trubisky combined in their careers, and that was in one season, so... Take that for what you will. Case Keenum was a, was a, was a hell of a grab. Uh, so needs cornerback, guard, center, defensive end, wide receiver, running back, all on my list. Now, Christian Wade. Uh, I don't think he's actually officially on the team anymore. I just have to. I just have the trade bait stomach feeling on Tremaine and Epinesa. Uh, I don't think Epinesa is going anywhere, but Tremaine might be trade bait. It's possible um, if they don't think he fits the scheme, and if they want to go with, continue with a four-two-five, uh, I think that Von Miller can take that role, get the sacks, and be able to play that run-stuffing linebacker that we need. Uh, let me let me let me look. My my guy saying Christian Wade is on the team. Uh, I will sort by name. Or no, I'm, I'm sort of by position already. I think RB. Where is it? Nope. Zach Moss, Devin Singletary. That's it. And Gilliam, if you want to count the fullback. Uh, linebacker is a sneaky need. I don't know. Tremaine Edmonds, Von Miller, Matt Milano. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's if that's right. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely okay with who we have right now. Unless we trade Tremaine, then we definitely need a linebacker. Uh, need to need nice draft pick. Running back late rounds. Uh, running back could be anywhere. He's not on the Bills official website. Uh, scroll down. Yeah, he's not on our official website. 
So I uh, take that up with the Bills, not me. Punter is a need. Yes, okay, but we can do that in the seventh round. You know, I'm not really worried about the punter. We don't punt like that anyway. We played two games against the Patriots straight, no punts. <laughs> um, and honestly, wide receiver, wide receiver might be there. I didn't put it on my list because it didn't pop into my head, but wide receiver, wide receiver. All right. They may be paying him, but we, we're also paying Star this year. He's not on a team. You know what I'm saying? Like stars on stars on a team. We're still paying him nine million dollars. All right. So next topic of discussion. Now that we know what our needs are, what do we think that McBean will do next? Where do we think we're going? Where where do we think that we can improve this team? Who's out there? Uh, and I, I I went on spot track. Yeah, BZ's gone. And we're still paying him some money too. Uh, spins okay. I'm gonna address my man spin here. I like spin because I'm gonna address him. Uh, star, what star has to do with Wade is this is a comparison based on the fact that we're still paying them, but they're not on the team. According to the Bills official website, he's not on the roster. I have the roster here pulled up. I was just looking at it. Here, I'll share it with you. Share screen, Chrome tab, Bills official website. Boom. So this is sorted by position. The running backs that we have on the roster are up here. Zach Moss, Devin Singletary. That's it. Above that's QB, Josh Allen. Below that is safety, DeMar Hamlin. Now, if we scroll down to reserve future, we have no running backs in there. None. Then if we go down here to restricted free agents, Ryan Bates, Justin Zimmer. And if we go even further down, we have unrestricted free agents. And he's not even on that list. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to tell you, bro. He's not He's not on the roster. It's, I just showed it to you guys. It's not there. He's not there. I'm going to leave that one alone for now. All right, anyways. So I, I got on spot track today when I was doing my studies, and I got my list. I'm Chris Jericho in his mug. You just made the list. Top 10 NFL free agents according to spot track. Julio Jones, Bobby Wagner, Zadarius Smith, Nate Solder, Jarvis Landry, Tyron Matthew, Landon Collins, Teron Armstead, Stefan Gilmore, Calais Campbell, and JPP. Pierre Paul, the guy with three fingers on one hand. Now, here are... I'm glad. Ooh. There you go. Wade's going back to rugby. There you go. There's your answer, Spin. Uh, sign a vet cornerback. Now, you're the first one to 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 really jump in and say this is – no, no, my bad. Kim said it too right here. And so did Charles G. So corner seems to be the focal point everybody wants to point out. And I'm just going to go to the uh, the first one I can find for corner. Uh, sign of vet corner, Charles. You were the first one to say it, so that's where I'm going. Uh, before we go there, I'm address this right here. I thought they were going for Patterson or McKissick. Uh, McKissick signed with the Commanders after after agreeing with us, 
And Patterson, I think his role can be filled with Isaiah McKenzie. He runs out the backfield. He does the end arounds. I think that kind of makes him not needed. And McKenzie's probably cheaper. So sign a vet cornerback. The cornerbacks that I had as my favorite four, right? Because I did four for or four or five, depending on position group, because O-line I did like five guys. But cornerback, very interesting. Joe Hayden, who I love. Love that one. The next one who I also love. Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson played very well in his zone scheme last year with the Vikings, and we run a zone scheme. I'm down with Patrick Peterson. Give me a little bit of that. Hell, sign both. Maybe they both want to come to the team. My man Nick, the Ravens fan, talking about you can't have Calais come back to be. Hey, I'm not saying we're going to get him. I don't. I'm not sure if he fits our scheme, but he's out there. I'm just saying. But, yeah, um, my favorite two out of that group is Joe Hayden and Pat Peterson. They both showed this past year with their new teams. Hayden had been with the Steelers for a year or two already, but I like him. Uh, and Pat Peterson, you know, he showed that he still has something to tank. Why not bring in another veteran to play with Von Miller for a Super Bowl? They might want to come just to win a Super Bowl. They've made their money. It's time to win a ring now. Neither one of those men have a ring. Patrick Peterson got this close with Arizona. No ring still. Joe Hayden. You know, he 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 suffered in Cleveland for a while. Then with the Steelers. And the Steelers had Ben, who was over the hump, over the hill, excuse me. And he might want his ring. Then there's also Kevin King from the Packers. And Xavier Rhodes, who I think was just with the Colts. Xavier Rhodes is interesting, but he might cost a little more money. He's, he's a little younger, so that's a tough one. But I do like Patrick Peterson. He He's probably my favorite of the group. He's long, he's tall, he's rangy. Um, he kind of fits the mold of what they like to do here. Uh, and he's got experience. And Joe Hayden does too, but he's a smaller corner. Easier to manhandle him than Patrick Peterson. I like Patrick Peterson. He's more physical. Uh, we don't have the corner who's going to manhandle a receiver here. So if you play against a Julio Jones, A.J. Green, Amari Cooper type of guy, it's going to be hard. I do like Peterson. Uh, Peterson's a pretty good tackler, Akeem, as far as I know. As far as I know, uh, Patrick Peterson is a very, very good tackler. Um, man coverage is where he's been struggling lately, but in his own scheme like ours, he could flourish. Give me a little bit of that. All right. So, and then I see a lot of people saying uh, corners in the draft, and the draft is full of fast corners. This might be the year I, that I've seen more fast corners and receivers than any other year. The, draft, the, the the combine was a show to behold. And uh, I figure who it was. I think it was Odabo. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember what position he plays. But uh, I believe he tore his ACL in, uh, in practice. I'm going to check it out real quick. Not Odabo, Ojabo. David Ojabo suffers torn Achilles, excuse me, at Michigan Pro Day. That's that sucks. So, yeah, he's 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 probably gonna his draft stock's probably gonna drop, and he could be someone the Bills pick up later on. This is Achilles, uh, Nick. I saw it. In, uh, I just looked it up. It was his Achilles, which is tough. But you know, in the fourth, fifth, sixth round, if he's still there, the Bills have again. One of the best training staffs in the NFL. 
If you're going to go somewhere to recover, this is where you go. This is where you go. Late rounds, like uh, Marcus Lattimore to the Niners, he never played it down, but that crazy ACL injury, that Willis McGahee-like injury. Um, but they took a shot at him. Maybe he would play, maybe he wouldn't. So, I mean, if he's there, I'm down. That dude's, a, that dude's an animal on the field. So, if he drops, go get him late. Next position that we were really talking about was O-line, right? Because we don't know about that right guard spot. Uh, and the the one guard that really sticks out to me like a sore thumb is Loren Duvernay-Tardif. He's a free agent. Now, he's not great. Some team will still take him in the first three rounds. Immense potential. He does have great potential, and, and if they do, then, you know, good for them. I'll, you know, I'm, I'm down for that, Akeem. You know, if, if someone takes him, I'm not going to knock any team for taking first-round talent in the third round. But if he's there in the sixth, I'm taking him. I'm running to the podium. Give me that guy. I might run in, in, in the third or fourth, but I wouldn't do it in the uh, in the first or second because we just drafted, you know, four defensive linemen in the last three drafts in the first and second round. So uh, that might be might be a little bit too rich for my blood this year. Um, but if he's the best player on the board, I, you know, Bean's not scared. He'll do what he wants to do. But I do see us going corner receiver in the first round. And another one with an injury uh, was wide receiver Jamison Williams from Alabama, who I liked. Uh, he's another guy that we could really look at in that first round. I really like him. Um, he's fast. He's not huge, but he's he's a solid-sized receiver. Hands for days. I hadn't seen him drop a ball that he wasn't hit on. And the one the play where he tore his ACL, he caught the ball. If I remember correctly, unless he unless he was the non-contact injury, I don't remember. But back to the uh, O lineman I was talking about. Uh, there's a uh, Loren Duvernay Tardif, Trey Turner, there's Botker, uh, and one interesting guy that I liked uh, when he came out the draft, but he was injured, I believe, was Billy Price. He is a center guard combo. If we can't keep Bates, he's a nice guy to get as a backup. I like that. I like him. Uh, Achilles take about the same amount of time as an as an ACL. It's like nine months. It can really it can really hinder you, hamper you, and if you rush it, that can be your career. That can be it. So you don't want to rush an MCL is not as serious. Uh, generally speaking, PCL and LCLs are really serious because that's usually when you get that freaking bent the wrong way. Act. Yeah, ugh, God, I don't think about that nasty. Um, but usually when you do that, you tear everything. So yeah. Uh, CB2 wide receiver four with the first. So, Jamie Campo, uh, if we draft a wide receiver, it's going to be wide receiver two. And if we draft a cornerback, it'll be cornerback two. Hey, remember, we're, we're drafting 25th, we're not drafting the top 10 unless we move up and then say, Hey, we're going to draft a CB1. That'd be kind of ballsy, though. But yeah, I think, I think a lot of these things we can address in free agency prior to. Um, wide receivers on the, on the market, we just let go of Beasley, right? Well, Jamison Crowder's out there. I like him a lot. Uh, there's also a very familiar face who just played with the Ravens. Uh, he's not a number one. He's got number one talent and potential, but the guy just, he can't get his ish together. And Sammy Watkins. Uh, I'm with you, but I'm also not against competition, bro. I'm not against it. Uh, but 
what do you disagree with, Charlie? I want to know. You may want to know. So I think he's talking about the, the Gabriel Davis is number two. Uh, if he if he if he answers, I'll, I'll pull it up. But I, I like Davis as number two. But my man Charlie, uh, in our talks, he said that he likes him better in the slot role. You know, three or four receiver. Not bad. I, I'm not mad at it, but I think he's got the potential to be a number two. Um, but a Jamison Crowder or Sammy Watkins. And if you want to make a a shot at some speed, Deshaun Jackson's still out there. He's still got the wheels. If you want just a burner, if you want a John Brown type, D Jackson's still out there. Go get him. He's gonna be cheap. He'd be a cheap addition to the room, and he'd be valuable asset in there. Uh, can we afford Jarvis Landry? Mm, that's up to Jarvis Landry. Yeah, that, that's that's up to Jarvis Landry whether we can afford him. He did say something about Von Miller when he came here. He said, "Yo, he looks or he looks tough in that Bills uniform." Hey, man, join the freaking party! <laughs> join the freaking party. Let's go. He can play inside and outside. He's got good route running. He's just not fast. So I like him. But uh, Djax is out there, and he's cheap. He's gonna be cheap. And if you want a one-year rental on a guy who can make a difference, that's a guy. Also, who's this would be someone who we'd pick up later in the season due to injury as well as OBJ. He'd also mentioned Von Miller going to the Bills. OBJ might want to come to Buffalo and win, win another ring, especially if we're in the playoffs and we're 13 and four or something like that. And we're number one seed and OBJ is finally healed up. He may be like, let's do this thing. It might've been OBJ. I might have those backwards. I might have the, the, uh, OBJ and Jarvis Landry backwards, but you know who wouldn't? They're both LSU guys who play together and both played on the Browns. I mix those guys up once in a while. I don't know why, because they don't look or act the same at all. But OBJ, he's out there. You could sign him, injury reserve him, and then he doesn't count against the cap, and then there you go. Uh, the sneaky position we were talking about, guys, running back. We didn't get McKissick. We wanted McKissick. Or Bean wanted McKissick. I, I I was indifferent. Thought it was a good pickup. Good receiving back, but so was T uh, T J Yeldon, and so was uh, Matt Breida. And look what they did. No teams want to do. All those all those free agents have outside issues. We're not worried about that this year. Or this would be a one year, come here, win a bowl, and get out kind of thing. It wouldn't be a come sign with us for four years. And we're going to take a big risk on you. This would be. Super Bowl, let's go. That's it. You down to win a ring or not? That's what that is. Uh, let's see. Uh, running backs now. So we were looking at McKissick. We didn't land him. We landed him, and then we didn't land him. Uh, Melvin Gordon is out there. He's the top-rated running back, according to Spot Track. Uh, then Jalen Richard is out there. I'm not so big on him. I liked him in, in Oakland. Uh, I'm not sure if he's the guy for us. But one of the guys that Bill's Mafia has been pounding the table for, I've seen it everywhere, is Leonard Fournette. He stood, he, he stuck around in Tampa to win a ring with Tom Brady. And running backs, just they don't get paid that much. He's still in the market. If he was going to get paid, he'd have got paid already. Maybe he wants another ring. 
I would gladly take Leonard Fournette. Uh, yes, he is. He's out there. Um, he, he wasn't on my list, though, of guys who I would want here. But I also wouldn't be mad at it. Uh, but Leonard Fournette is a guy that Bills Mafia has been pounding the table for. I like it. Uh, but I think that they're uh, – he's just going to be on the line, just be standing up. Uh, we have zero. You talking about, Ma, Va, uh, about Von Miller? Because I don't know. I think he, he, he plays like a Lorax role, Lorenzo Alexander role. No, thank you, sir. We already have a kicker. Uh, another running back who I like, this is a guy, this is my favorite running back available, is Marlon Mack from the Colts. I like Marlon Mack. I take it. Marlon Mack is a monster when he sees the field. Uh, he just played for the Colts last year, and they had, you know, the best guy in the league once, uh, you know, Henry went down. Once King Henry went down, it was all about Colts running. Right? And then they, they retained uh, Naeem Himes, Hines, however you say his name. They, they kept him around. So they, they felt their running back room was straight without Marlon Mack. And Marlon Mack has potential to start somewhere else. So I like Marlon Mack. Uh, also, Rojo from the from the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers is available too. Ronald Jones, he's out there. Why not go get him? Not mad at that either. And then the last one I have on my list is Giovanni Bernard. If you want to pass catching back like McKissick, Giovanni Bernard is is a layup. If if that's what you want, Brandon Bean, that's the guy. That's the other guy. McKissick and Giovanni Bernard are like mirrors. They're the same type of dude, same type of speed. Uh, Giovanni Bernard is just a little older. That's it. What do you guys think? I see right here, Mac Healthy is a beast of running back. Yes, he is. I remember when he first hit the Colts and he was just tearing it up. I don't know why the Colts starting running. Jonathan Taylor, I just remembered it just now. Just thinking about I don't know why I couldn't remember it, and I just remembered it. Jonathan Taylor is a freaking monster, especially behind that line. That line is gross. Ugh. Jesus. Q Nelson by himself is just. God forbid that guy comes available in free agency. <laughs> well, they piss him off and he demands a trade. Jesus. That dude. Uh, D-line, or, you know, an edge rusher, I guess. Zadarius Smith is out there. He's out there. He he was supposed to go back to the Ravens. I'm a man, uh, my man Nick won't like this one, but hey, it is what it is. Zadarius Smith is out there. He's probably going to cost way too much for, you know, for our standing, but he's out there. I'm not Brandon Bean. I don't know what I'm doing, but he does. So it could happen. Pretty much have everything on their roster except the QB. Yeah, yes, they do. That's true. They better trade for Baker. Baker's Baker's not bad as people think. People people down on Baker so much. Uh, I don't think he's as bad as people make him out to be. I had one person in a group chat tell me that Baker Mayfield uh, had a worse first 16 games than Tua Tunga Vailoa and Kyler Murray. And I was like, no. <laughs> absolutely not like if you if you put baker's first season where he only started 14 games i think it was like 13 or 14 games and his numbers were almost the same exactly passing wise 
as Kyler Murray, and they blew Tua's first 16 games. Matter of fact, they blew Tua's first 21 games starting out the water. It wasn't close. So, yeah. Um, somebody was telling me about Baker. Baker the, the Colts better you know, call him up and see what's up there. Because if it was Matt Ryan, they'd be calling the phone if, if Deshaun Watson went to uh, Atlanta. But he didn't. But, you know, Zedaria Smith is out there. JPP is out there. Uh, the commanders, you know, I guess they're cleaning house in their defensive line room because uh, Ioannidis is out there. Or Ioannidis, I don't know how you say his name, but he's out there. He's pretty solid. Carlos Dunlap is out there. Melvin Ingram is out there. Now, the only reason why I don't, we, I don't think we pick him up is because we got Von Miller. They're very similar players. So I don't see that happening. It, it, to me, it doesn't make sense. Um, to have him and Von Miller, unless you run plan on running a a two four five, then you know, then you're talking about like Ed Oliver on the line along with uh, DeQuan Jones, and then having Ingram. I mean, that that could work, but I, I don't see it happening. Yes, it is. It's, it's absolutely an upgrade. Um, yeah, Woods going to Tennessee for a six stings a bit it does because you know we love robert woods we drafted him he was solid here he just didn't have a quarterback here then as soon as he's gone josh allen comes in and we could have used him because he's a good you know possession receiver he's good with yards after the catch um and then we lost him because we couldn't afford it because whaley was terrible with money you just got signed i didn't know you just got signed okay he was still on a uh, spot track when i looked it up earlier today so uh i don't know but I have to cross him off my list. But uh, F.A. Obata, we could always bring him back too on the cheap if we wanted to add another defensive end just on the cheap and then have Von Miller coach him all up. That's possible. And then Calais Campbell, who my man Nick says that we can't have, and that's fine, you know. All right. I would take him, but I don't know if if I don't know if he fits this scheme as a defensive end. He might fit more as a defensive tackle in our in our defense. Uh, I do like him, but. And he's a good personality, good leader, uh, damn good rushing the passer, and he's really, really good against the run. Really, really good against the run. Uh, you could do far worse than Calais Campbell in any defense at defensive end. I'm hoping for him or Patrick Peterson. That's that's really I – th- I like Patrick Peterson more for this defense pers- personally, but I do like Joe Hayden too. If it was him over Peterson, I wouldn't be mad one bit. Uh, and then, you know, that's all I have on my on my on my list of free agents out there. Is there anybody I didn't name that any of you guys, you know, like? If so, leave it in the comments. Uh, super chats get priority, of course. But you know, if I see it, I'm gonna pull it up. You know, I've been I think I've been pretty good about pulling it up here. So faster than Levi uh, for sure. I don't know, man. Those guys are older. I know Patrick Peterson was faster than Levi, but I don't know if he is now, and I don't know if Joe Hayden is either, but. I know that they both have far more experience. Uh, maybe top speed, they're faster than Levi. I, I'd, I'd agree with that one. But getting up to speed, I'm not sure if they're there anymore, that acceleration. But they are both they both know how to read receivers. They both know the footwork that the receivers are going to put on them. They know how to read the routes. They know exactly you know, who does what. They study better than anybody. Those two, those two corners just know what they're doing. right? You're going to have to surprise them with something they haven't seen to really beat them. Uh Hughes and Addison, no thank you. Uh, I love Hughes. I'd like to have him come back and retire a bill. 
Uh, Addison, I mean, he's probably going to go back and retire a Panther unless he wants to retire a Bill, which would be weird. But he had his best years as a Panther, four years, nine sacks or more. Go retire with the team you had your success with, buddy. Uh, I wouldn't be mad at that. But he usually has come back and retire a Bill. Um, and that's a wrap. Uh, Verrett from the San Francisco 49ers, if he's available. I can look that up for you. I can look that up. Jason Verrett is interesting because he was really good early on, and then when he went to his new team, he didn't seem to fit the scheme. Uh, and that could be a scheme thing, or it could very well be a um, complacency thing where he got his money and then you know didn't live up to it. Like uh, Kyle Williams, or not Kyle Williams, uh, Kyle Williams played awesome his whole career. Marcel Darius type deal, you know, where he just didn't really play up to the, the, the contract. Got paid and was meh. Let me see. Uh, I'm just going to go into NFL. Screw it. Free agents. There we go. I wasn't on the list. They need to do their, their website a little bit better. But I, I like Verrett. Verrett's, Verrett's good if he's out there. Let me, let me pull him up. Uh, all positions. Corner. All statuses, nope. Available update. And I'll share it on here. I'll share the screen. Tab. All right, so if we go down the list of corners out there, Stefan Gilmore is number one on the list. Uh, I wouldn't be mad if he wanted to come back to Buffalo. You know, he wasn't here when this regime was here, uh, and now this regime has taken over. I'd be down for that, right? Joe Hayden, Kyle Fuller, Tavon Young is out there. Uh, not a bad guy, but I don't know if he can play number one while we wait for Trey. Chris Harris is out there. Patrick Peterson, that's the guy who – him and him. Hayden and Peterson were the guys that I really was high on. Uh, Janoris Jenkins is out there. He's a very solid number two corner. I wouldn't be mad at that either. Jason Verrett is available. Uh, but one of the guys I did name was Kevin King and Xavier Rhodes. I did name both of those guys. Jimmy Smith's out there. Eh. AJ Bouye, eh. Steven Nelson, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm underwhelmed by anybody not named Gilmore, Hayden, uh, Peterson, Jenkins, Verrett, and King, and Rhodes. Those guys, I'm all for it. Dude, Gilmore and White, yeah. Gilmore can want whatever, doesn't matter. If your market doesn't say you get that, you don't get it. That's, it's, it's as easy as that. And one of the reasons for that, one of the, one of the big reasons for that is the Josh Allen effect, which my man Akeem so eloquent, eloquently discussed yesterday on his show. Before Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes which there is a Mahomes effect too. He, he gets the same kind of respect, but it seems like they end up paying people a lot more than we do. Uh, there was the Brady effect, right? The, Brady took less money to stay on the Patriots and thus allowed them to sign more players. And players took less to play there. So, I mean, more players could come. And then they would just have a bevy of resources to just delve into. We could just trade this guy and then get another guy because they want to play with Tom too. Everybody wants to play with Tom. And now that effect is the Josh Allen effect. Brady still has it too. He's down in Tampa. People are still going to go there to play with Brady. But the Josh Allen effect is a real thing. Von Miller came here. He got paid 
don't, let's not get it twisted. He got paid. But he was going to get paid anywhere. And he chose here. No matter where he went. If he went to Dallas, he was going to get paid. If he went to L.A., he was going to get paid. If he went back to Denver, he was going to get paid. But he picked us. Why? He said it. Josh Allen. Why did Roger Saffold come here? I think that this team is a championship team. Why? Josh Allen. That's why. That's why. Last two years, Josh Allen has elevated his game to a level that people thought was impossible for him when he first was drafted. And here he is, Josh Allen. The playoffs. This is one of the first perfect playoffs I've seen from a quarterback. He happened to lose. Since Joe Flacco went 11-0 and with touchdowns in their Super Bowl run. This is the first time I've seen that. My man Nick will say Joe Flacco is the best quarterback in Ravens history because it's 97 till now, and he is. He's the only one to to go out there and dominate in the playoffs to win a Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer won one, but that defense was it. And the defense for Flacco was too, but Flacco was a big contributing factor. If he wasn't there, they probably don't win that Super Bowl. You know, he was just perfect that, 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 that postseason. Josh Allen was this postseason. Nine touchdowns, no interceptions. Almost a perfect QBR and passer rate, both those games. Uh, it just happened to be a shootout against Mahomes. That was it. And then a blunder in 13 seconds. But, yeah, I, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Uh, I think that Dorsey, I think with Dorsey, this offense is going to be innovative. I mean, it's been innovative the last couple of years with, with Dable, too. Uh, I'm, I'm happy that we kept Dorsey. I want to see what he brings to the table. That'd be nice. But the Josh Allen effect, it's a thing. And you're going to see other players, maybe like a Joe Hayden or Patrick Peterson, sign with the Bills. Maybe like a Marlon Mack come sign with the Bills. Maybe like a Leonard Fournette. Maybe like a JPP or Zadarius Smith. Maybe Zadarius Smith will have a contract structured in a way that this year he doesn't get paid all that much. Also, the Bills have a lot of players. I didn't put this in my, in my, in my uh, banners here, but here's another thing. The Bills have a lot of money that they can still shuffle around. Potential restructures are Deion Dawkins, Tredavious White, Taron Johnson, Saron Neal, and Josh Allen. All those guys can be restructured. You can save a lot of money restructuring some of these guys. I don't think he wants to kick all those cans down the field, but there's options if you want to pick up as a Darius Smith. Again, cap blowing up next year. Potential re-signs that would also lower our cap hit for the next year or two. Stefan Diggs, Jordan Poyer, Devin Singletary wouldn't lower it, but he's a potential re-sign. Dawson Knox, Cody Ford's technically up for re-sign, but he's going to have to earn it this year. And Tremaine Edmonds, who has a who has one of our top five uh, cap hits this year. Tremaine Edmonds is our fourth overall cap hit with twelve point seven million dollars. You could you could if you want to re-sign him if he's a guy they want to keep long term. And they re-sign him. They can structure his deal to where some of his cap hit this year gets eaten up and spread out the rest of the deal. There's moves the Bills can make to make cap space. So don't think anybody's out of the out of the range of possibility for the right money. But don't expect Brandon Breen to overpay for him. Just don't. Now I want to go ahead and see what you guys have to ask me or or want to you know tell me. Well, you guys been telling me all this whole time, but. If you have any questions, shoot me some questions. I, you know, I'm down to answer some questions. What we got, guys? Get a little swig of this. 
Aquafina. I think we end up drafting both at booth at 25. Dan in our draft will be one and two while we wait for Trey. Okay. Okay. I mean, I could see that. <clears throat> but I think that they probably want a veteran to be here. You don't want two young corners like that. I mean, Levi was young, but he also came in either the year Trey came in. Yeah, it was the same year Trey came in. Yeah. But later in the year than Trey, obviously, he was undrafted. But yeah, I'm. I'm down for for a veteran. Uh, I'd like to see a draft pick too. Second round, first round doesn't matter to me. Top two rounds, give me a draft pick and Pat Peterson. And if that if that draft pick can beat Dane Jackson for that number two spot while we wait for Trey, cool. And then when Trey comes back, it's Trey and Pat Peterson or whoever the veteran is. I'm I'm more inclined to want that. Let's see if I missed any questions. Uh, I can see bringing, I can see bringing Barkley for the practice squad. I don't see us keeping three QBs in the fifty-three. We don't do that spin like the 50, uh, the fifty-three man roster, two quarterbacks every year, uh, and Barkley's. You know, I think Barkley's good enough to back up the backup. I mean, let's see. Did I miss any questions? Even though Keenum, do you see? Even though the Bills just traded for Case Keenum, do you still see them bringing in Fitz and Barkley? So they will be competition for the backup QB spot. No, I do not. Um, I think that that ship has sailed for Fitzpatrick. Um, unless he's willing to be a practice squad guy. Maybe then, but I don't I don't see it happening. Uh, the longer free agents are available, hopefully the bill. Here's a true statement. Uh, the longer these guys wait to sign contracts, the less money they're going to get. Most of them, yes. Uh, guys like Zadarius Smith. He's probably still going to get paid. Um, like if he can't find a team he wants to go to, that's going to pay him. He'll either get paid to go to a bad team or he'll go to a good team on a one-year deal or, you know, a deal like we gave Deion, no, not Deion Duggins, uh, Daryl Williams where the first year is guaranteed um, and you get your big bonus and then your cap hits come later. It, it, the market for them is going to be screwy. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, see. Did Diggs erase his IG? Yes, he did, but he didn't scrub it of Bill stuff. He erased every picture he had. Like he, and he's done it before, so I don't know why he was bugging about that. It, it came up on uh, heavy.com. Like, Bill's wide receiver scrubs his, his, uh, his Instagram. like, of everything. Like, he doesn't have pictures of his mom on there. Izzy, what's good? Uh, life is good, buddy. Uh, you know, clean water, you know, this thing we have in America is beautiful. Uh, you know, friends, family, Bills Mafia, the Bills, a lot of stuff's good, man. But it's good to have you here, too. So I appreciate that. Uh, can we pick up Fletcher Cox for depth? No, Fletcher Cox actually re-signed with the Eagles on a one-year $14 million deal, which makes absolutely no sense to me, but that's none of my business. I'm just thinking we have some homegrown talent. Reading this. So this goes true for some of the players that we've mentioned, like uh, Cody Ford, who I actually would like to talk about. Um, good, Thanks for uh, bringing this up. Uh, Cody Ford didn't do so good with OG Bobby Johnson, and that could be a fault of Bobby Johnson. It could be he didn't fit that blocking scheme. It could be that he sucks. It could be a lot of things, right? I'm, I'm not willing to say any of those are definitive just yet because – there's a lot of potential 
to see how he develops under a new scheme. A lot of times a player will suck somewhere. They'll go somewhere else, new scheme, and thrive. Jerry Hughes, anyone? So he's a player that I think this change at uh, offensive line coach may benefit. Maybe they draft somebody in the fourth round to come in and compete, and then maybe Cody Ford goes out there and mauls people all year. And you can call it his fourth year, you know, his contract year, blah, blah, blah. Call it what you want. And I would definitely bring in competition for him because I, I don't trust him because he hasn't given me reason to. But the change in scheme may very well be the defining factor in his career here in Buffalo. Uh, and I'm willing to give him that opportunity. Um, personally, we had Rick Bates on the team and we sat on our hands with him forever. And I don't know if that's on McDermott or if that's on Bobby Johnson because Bobby Johnson is the O-line coach, but McDermott's the head coach. But he's also supposed to trust his coaches to give him the proper intel. And then all of a sudden Rick Bates goes in there and lights it up and, you know, Devin Singletary is now running for two touchdowns in games. And you're like, what the hell is going on? So, yeah, that, that's a very good question. Uh, I could be wrong, but I could be wrong about this, but he is conservative with his spending. But we could use some veteran presence, but stay in the league. So that's, that's what I'm saying about corner, too. I've, I've already said that a couple of times. Patrick Peterson is my favorite corner to bring in. He'd be the guy I bring in. Uh, and he's already mentioned on Twitter that, you know, he he sees Buffalo as a potential spot. Ford was a mauler. Where that went, I don't know. Okay, so he was a mauler in college. We all know that. That's why we drafted him in the second round. Scheme could be where it went. You know, you try to turn somebody into something they're not. And that would be potentially Bean's fault, the O-line coach's fault. It could be the offensive coordinator's fault. It could be a lot of a lot of people's faults. It could be just that he sucks. He might, maybe he's just overrated in the draft and we took a bust in the second round. It could be. It could be a lot of things. I'm not willing to call him one yet. Uh, I'd say give him his last year, and then if he sucks, be done with it. Let him go. Let's see what else we got. Uh, what was the question that went for extra points? Uh, because we want them running scout teams. Why don't we see backup QBs holding for extra points anymore? Because we want them for scout teams. We don't want to put them out there on a play. They're going to get hurt. Then you have to find another backup quarterback. Put your punter out there for that. You know, if you need, you have other people who can punt, like your kicker. But yeah, you don't want you don't want to put your you don't want to put any of your quarterbacks out there, especially if you have a good backup, like a Case Keenum, like a Mitchell Trubisky, like hell, a Tyrod Taylor. Like if you have him on your as your backup, and you know Daniel Jones goes down, you don't want Tyrod out there holding kicks and getting hit. Potentially, no. You want you want somebody who's less valuable out there getting hit. Sorry, punters, your people too, but you ain't that kind of people. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Fletcher Cox for depth. I'm trying to go up and see. Does Patrick Peterson have a ring? No, he doesn't. He played for the Cardinals all those years, and then this year he was with the Vikings, and neither of those teams have rings, so no. Uh, it was something about homegrown talent, right? Why didn't we put our special team player as a holder? Why didn't, why didn't we put out special teams players as a holder? We do. Our punter is a holder. Yeah, I don't, 
if you're talking about like Saran Neal or something, I don't know, but you know, no, you 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 won't you don't want that necessarily. You know, I I'd, I'd want my punter to be out there. He's got two jobs: punt the ball, hold the ball. That's it. I don't want. I'm good. You know, uh, uh, the only thing Hawk did good for us this year was the occasional coffin corner punt and hold the ball. That was, that was about it. Uh, let's see, other homegrown talent that we have on this roster. Uh, Motor. So we have Motor on this team, right? Maybe maybe we do re-sign him. He gets a four-year, $12 million deal. I'm okay with that. $3 million a year? Not mad at it. Not mad at it at all. Then we have Gabriel Davis. We talked about earlier. Uh, Charlie is very much against him being the number two receiver, and that's fine. But, you know, it's okay. The Trek reviewer, I mean drafting, let me see. If Jordan Davis falls to 25, do you see Buffalo signing him to be the fifth DT for the year? Uh, I have mixed feelings about Jordan Davis. Uh, I love his athletic prowess, his ability. But some discipline issues have come up uh, that I've been informed of. And I'm not so sure about the about that. You you can make a guy, you know, fit your scheme sometimes, or you can make a guy, you know, better, but you can't make a person motivated uh, to or consistent. It's more of a consistency thing. His weight is always up and down. You know, you can't change someone's drive. They have to have that themselves. And if, if that's a problem, Bean and McDermott have interviewed him already. They'll know. When they drafted it all over, they weren't worried about him being small. They drafted him because he is the type of person who's going to work his ass off, and he has, and he's probably going to get paid pretty good this coming year. So yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good on the. If they don't want him, I'm good with that. I don't see how we don't draft a cornerback round one based on our current roster. Uh, I could, I could see it if they don't think Cody Ford's going to pan out. You draft a guard, and there's one available. And if he's not the if the corner is not the best player available, then you wait till the second round, or you go to the second round and you move up like they did for Cody Ford when they picked him up. So there's there's lots of options at corner, but if you pick up a Patrick Peterson, it's no longer a need this year. You can then push it down the road to next year. It's really there's a lot of ways this can happen. But everybody, it has been an hour and almost twenty minutes. I got f- four minutes left. And then I'm going to go ahead and call us the show. So if we have any more questions, give it to me. Uh, Scott Blake, this is Agree Autumn. I think people underestimate the complexity of holding the ball for the kicker. Uh, yeah, Autumn said that, and I, I do agree with that too. Yeah, um, it's it's a fast process. You got to collect the ball, laces out, down, and right angle for the uh, for the kick. So yeah, it's definitely a complicated job. It's not super complicated like playing quarterback or anything like that, but it's definitely a job that requires timing and skill. Uh, I think they will trade up too many draft picks for a team. I don't know. We only have eight draft picks right now. You know, we traded one for Keenum. That was the, uh, the last pick of the draft. We pick at 25, 57, 89, 130, 168, 185, 205, or 203, and 231. So there's lots of uh, potential for, for moving up. It really just depends on what they want to do. I know what I want them to do. Uh, and I'm going to go back up here. There was a comment earlier about the a draft. This was a mock draft from Jamie Campo. 
Uh, he says, my draft is 28, or 25, Jordan Davis, defensive tackle, 57, Trey McBride, tight end, 89, Leo Channel, linebacker, 130, Alec Pierce, wide receiver, uh, then Kobe Bryant at 168, Kobe, uh, Alex Wright at 203, uh, Noah Ellis, and Logan Bruss, guard slash tackle, and then last pick of the draft, Zach. I don't know if it's Charbonnet or. Yeah, I'm not gonna mess that name up. I'm not doing it. Uh, but not bad, not bad. I, I would, I'd probably myself would avoid uh, Jordan Davis after receiving the information I did, but I wouldn't be mad either. Uh, thank you everybody for tuning in. It has been my pleasure. Again, two more minutes and then I'm out. So if you got questions, let's go. Let's do it. But you got to get them in quick. The show can't go forever. show must end. This has been fun. I appreciate everybody who's on here today. Uh, while I wait for any more questions, oh, your thoughts on the Bills record this season? Uh, my man Scott Blake, this is 17-0. I think we go 13-4 this year. Um, schedule, schedule looks mostly winnable, and I think we'll win some tough games. Uh, more tough games than we did this past year. You know, I think we'll have less trouble with teams like the the Colts and the the Titans. I think I think we actually beat the Titans this year because we're going to see them. We both division champs. But uh, thank you everybody who tuned into my show. Thank you from Built in Buffalo. Thank you from myself. God bless everybody who showed up. All of my friends who supported. All of the fans who came in. You guys have been wonderful. It's been a pleasure for me to discuss this with you get your feedback answer some of your questions and if i did hopefully give you guys some insight uh me as a person i just love talking to people especially about things i'm interested in like football uh and you know combat sports which is a different thing i might i might start doing videos on that too we'll see but uh god bless you all i appreciate you and your support go bills